Welcome to Femme Collective with Katie, Stacy, and Mai. So I'm excited for what we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about control issues and how that impacts each of us differently. Um, and I will start and talk about something I've been reflecting on lately is what, what control looks like in my life and what it feels like to me. So as I become more and more introspective on why I feel like, why I feel the need to control certain situations, um, I start to think about what that feels like. And what it feels like to me is that I, for some reason, feel like I know best. I know how the world should be. I know how people should act. If I'm truly honest, that is like the very arrogant part of my brain that is saying, if, if, if everyone would just listen to me, everything would be good. And that is not true. I will never know if I am truly right. What makes me feel like objectively that I have all the information I need to make the quote unquote right decision for situations, for other people. And so control for me looks like tangibly in my life that if something that I have planned that I think is a really, really great idea does not go my way, I feel anxiety. I might feel a little bit of anger, maybe some disappointment. And it makes me feel a little bit irritable. And that is not persistent. It doesn't happen all the time to me. I can be very go with the flow and, you know, kind of adapt to changing plans or situations. So I don't want it to, I don't want to make it seem like it completely overtakes my life, but this is a part of me that I have noticed. And so I wanted to talk to you all about it. How does control show up in your life? What does it look like to you? So I can definitely, you know, identify with, with what you just shared, it's just a slightly different lens, right? So I've been told before, mainly by my family members, I can come across as a little arrogant and, and also, you know, kind of like a bit of a know-it-all with different things when I want to just just talk about, talk about topics, not really control situation. But I feel like a lot of times our, our need to control things obviously comes from the ego and just at that point our pride or whatever it may be but I feel like for me it's slightly where it's not that I I think my way is right regarding how other people should act but it's like like I am so great and I know myself so well I can control myself I can control every aspect of of just like how my day goes how different things are gonna play out either may it be at work or or in the home and because I'm in control of myself, because I know how to, I'm disciplined and I know how to get things done. I'm very structured. And so that's where a lot of my control issues come from, because whenever someone else disrupts my flow or, or something comes up out of nowhere that causes me to have to reprioritize, just like you, Katie, I get upset. I get mad. I get moody. I'm just like, how dare you? Why do you exist? And it's almost like, I mean, it's extreme. I'm not, but it's just not as much as like, I want to control other people. It's just like, I don't want other people to have the ability to control me and how I am going to operate. 
And I'm just thinking back all the way, I don't, where does it come from? I have, I don't even know, but just think I've always been this way. I'm very much a type A person. And I just know, know that in my mar- when I got married and when I have kids, that's when a lot of these things started coming out. And, and, I, and I felt constantly like, like something was clashing with me. And I was just, I was very discontent at that point. So my, tell me what you said, like you don't want other people to have the chance to control you. So tell me why you think people's actions impact you so significantly if it disrupts your day. I could be as simple and I think as logical as my kids, right? If I'm in the middle of doing dishes or I'm in the middle of cleaning my house and all of a sudden they're hungry or all of a sudden they're fighting, they need my attention in some way where they are disrupting my flow. Um, I've always been the person where I'm like, I don't know you guys growing up, but when I'm cleaning my house, I like to blast some music. I like to be like, start to finish. We're going to do this today and we're going to be done in a few hours and the house is going to be clean. Everything's going to be great. And so that's like a logical way where people do. My kids have the ability to control how efficient I am. And, and I, I love, one of my, the things I, I think I value myself is I'm very efficient. So you've disrupted something I love about myself and that's a problem. Mm. And so, and it could also even be just in a matter of, like when I got married, um, I had to consider my husband in, in every decision I made. And prior to that, I didn't have to consider people. I mean, I was a, a single woman, pretty selfish at times, making my own money, making my own decisions, doing my own things. I could do things for people if I wanted to. But at that point, it was like I have less control over how my life is going about because now I have to consider a whole other human being in every big decision I make. And that's when I really started like coming to terms with my control issues, even though in the past I was just deemed bossy and I was like, whatever, man, that's your problem. That's not my problem. Get over it. But now it's like, I'm married. I have children and these people matter to me and our lives are intertwined as such where yes, they do have the ability to affect how I go about my everyday. And it could be a last minute change. And that's when I struggle the most. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest transitions of life, right? Is combining your independence and your day-to-day routine with someone else's when you make the choice to like cohabitate with someone or get married. And then all of a sudden your life and your time is not just your own, but you must be considerate of someone else's almost equally. And that is a really hard transition. So Stacey, how have control issues shown up in your life? How have they impacted your life, either positively or negatively? Um, I can relate to a lot of what you both have shared so far. I think I've experienced elements of both of those things, whether it's having this ego of, well, I'm pretty smart, so you should go with what I said. I mean, look, I've done the research. I've articulated it for you very well. What's the problem? And I've also been in the situation like with my, where it's like, I had a plan. I visualized this plan. I knew the outcome and what it could be. And then here comes these little three foot humans to come disrupt that. Like that's not in the plan. (laughs) So I can relate to everything you've both said. I'm sure other listeners can too. But for me personally, what's been the most impactful issue when it comes to control is a safety issue for me. 
So when things happen that I don't want to happen, and a lot of times the way that it's impacted me most has to do with like my loved ones, like the people that I love the most may not be in my immediate family, maybe in my immediate family, friends where I'm watching from a distance. And I'm like, if you would just do this, your life would be better. I try to help you. I'm providing support, but you're not cooperating with what I've advised you to do. (laughs) And then as I started unpacking that and just praying about it and talking to God about it, it was almost like I'm trying to play God for one, which I am not. And thank God I'm not. (laughs) And then also it's a control issue from, it makes me feel better if they're living the life the way I would like them to live, because then they're not making decisions that, that activate my nervous system, that put me on alert, that make me feel hurt and anger and sad. So it kind of relates back to my thing. Like, it's almost like their actions are controlling my emotional responses, which it's hard not to, when these are people that you like deeply, deeply love and care about. So I'm on this journey of kind of unraveling this almost kind of codependency between the way that they live their lives and the way that they choose to act has a direct impact on my state of being. So there's this balance between it's okay to hurt for them, to want better for them or whoever, but at the end of the day, I've got to redirect my thought patterns back to a place of it's their life and I have mine and any, any changes that they want to make, they have to want it more than Stacy wants it for them. And so it's a, it's a constant redirecting. And I think that can happen a lot to people that are empaths. If you're highly empathetic, it can take you on a roller coaster if you let it. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes back to control. I want to control the way you operate so that my feelings can remain in a more neutral state because I don't like feeling fear for you or anxiety for you or whatever. And God's just like, that's, that's not your responsibility. It's not your burden to carry. That is so insightful. And I can I was thinking about so many different examples of how that has something so similar has played out in my life. And I've never been able to kind of piece together that it's, you know, a desire for safety and, you know, you have to kind of redirect your thoughts. And I think that's, that is kind of, you took the next step in, in this conversation and like, okay, so what do you do about it? right? And there is a theory, um, a neurological, like cognitive um, behavioral therapy theory that relates to um, kind of like the thoughts, feelings, action model. So your thoughts control your feelings or they result in your feelings and your feelings drive your actions, right? So as Stacy was saying this, hey, I need to come back constantly and redirect my thoughts. That is kind of the the root cause of why you take an action. Like maybe you get mad because someone isn't doing what you want them to do, or you lash out at them because of that, or because they've interrupted you, you're angry with them. But it is, if you come back to your thoughts around it, that drove you to be mad. And your madness or your anger or your... Um, frustration drove you to yell at your kids or yell at your brother. Or for me, I have an example of my 
my sister in high school, she was five years, four years younger than me, but we never were quite, we weren't in high school at the same time because of our age difference. I played volleyball. I considered myself to be a really good volleyball player. And um, I mean, not just me, I won awards for it. So um, <laughs> I, see, I see the girls making faces like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's who you think you are. But seriously, I felt like I had such a, a wealth of information to share with my sister as she came up and she was playing volleyball too. And I couldn't figure out for the longest time after every game that I went to of hers, she didn't want to hear my advice. It was like, and I just couldn't figure it out. Like, why don't you want to listen to me? I already played this sport and we're, and I have like some really great information to share with you. People don't want to always hear your advice, okay? You don't always know what is best for them. And we're all going to experience that. I'm, I'm at least gonna get a second chance with my daughter as she plays sports, that after every game, I'm not just gonna tell, give her advice on what to do better or different, right? That now I know as not a 19 year old, that that is not really my place. My place would have been much better. I would have been much better served. And so would my sister have been had I just supported her and told her I loved her and she played a great game. But my anything on that? I just like how, I mean, you broke it down, Katie, as you usually do. Um, and just thinking back to what Stacy said, just, I mean, you know, I admire obviously her, her wisdom and just how she, you know, sought guidance from God, but really just had some self-reflection. And I feel like we, in different ways, it sounds like we've done that. And, um, and for me, it's almost been like just in having my kids. I mean, honestly, I know for certain that God gave me my kids, you know, for more than anything to, to benefit myself more than them, just everything I've learned. Um, I've learned so much from them in, in simply just like how they approach things. And then I always, when they're struggling with something for some reason, just to better relate to them, I'm always like, well, how do I, how would I act in that situation? Or what have I done when I was a kid? And I know my son has struggled a lot. He he's, has a hard time when people don't follow the rules. He has a really hard time if he doesn't know what's coming next. If there's not a structure or, or a schedule for the day. And, and you just keep kind of like asking him to adapt and, and change it up. I mean, he just struggles and he's always struggled with it. And I do remember that that was when he struggled with it as a two-year-old. I remember thinking back like, you know what? I struggle with that too. Like, I wouldn't want that. I don't want, I don't want somebody telling me what to do next. I have no idea what's coming next and changing, changing the rules on me just for fun. But I do try my best to tell him, and I've done it with myself. And I feel like this, this aligns with what you said, Katie, and just controlling your thoughts to where it's almost like, take some deep breaths. And I remember telling him like, Bobby, just breathe, right? Let's breathe. And what is it that we can change in this moment? What can, and basically for myself, what I say is like, okay, what can I control? Yes, I had a plan for the day. It's been disrupted. So in this one moment, what can I control in this situation? Either am I going to help my kids? Am I going to tell them they have to wait? Am I going to just deal with the situation slightly different? Whatever it is, but what can I actually do? It just forces you to constantly reassess. And, and, and you have to be flexible as a parent, but also just as a human being in this world, when you're affected by the things around you, external factors constantly. But it's just a matter of like redirecting your thoughts in that way, almost like what can I, what can I control in this situation? And then get rid of the things you can't. In some instances, I can't control what other people do, but I can't control how it affects me, right? And so in this moment, I get the choice to write them off, to talk to them about it, or to adjust and change what I'm doing, and then move on. 
Yeah, this is this is so perfect as as my gets into the like how can we make sure we control what we can control and how to make uh, different choices in order to enact that. We have a really good example recently of us experiencing that as as Gem Collective. So I'll give a little bit of background, and I'm sure the girls would love to share their their part of this too. But um, and in fact, I'm going to let Stacy talk about the most important, like most pivotal part. Of, of this story. But we we recorded, and I'm sure many of you will, will remember this, but we recorded um, an episode on social media and our take on that. And we used um, a, a, a documentary called The Social Dilemma on which to base our discussion. And it was it, it was a conversation that we had where it didn't feel like we were all on the same page. And, and that's okay for us. It's just that we're not typically so far apart. And so this was just like more significant degrees of separation in the way that we saw the world. Um, and as Mai was taking another look back at the episode right before we posted it, she sent us a message and said, you know, I think we need to consider not sharing this or maybe even re-recording it. There is some tension in here and it's not like we usually sound. Um, and I'm just not sure that that's what we want to do. So um, she wanted Stacy and I to consider that. And we did. And, and my called a meeting for all of us to meet up and kind of just talk about it, talk it through. And she talked about how, um, you know, some of the, and I know that this might seem a little bit like kind of back room to everyone who's listening right now, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes in order to make a podcast, like just post on Apple Podcasts, right? I mean, that's where a lot of people get it or Spotify. Um, there's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes. We do some social media work. We do some editing, things like that. And so it was starting to be a little bit overwhelming. And as all of you know, who are listening to this, probably we have full-time jobs um, and we are full-time parents. And this is something that we wanted to do because we loved it and we loved our friendship and we wanted it to be, you know, what we've kind of dubbed a passion project. And that was not how it was feeling for a couple of us. And so we got on the phone and Stacy, I'm going to let you take it from here because you had the, you had the, the vision and the wisdom to share with us that really changed this for us. Yeah. Just before that, like what, what Katie was trying to, I think, get at was the, what I brought up to the team, to the group, to us, was that it was clear to me that the conversation did not flow and go as we, what we had planned or what we had hoped. Right. And that's where, that's where I felt a little bit of tension, but also just like the conversation didn't go as well as our other conversations went because a lot of times we pick a topic and we have we agree we just have different perspectives on certain things but this one it was like I think we were surprised by how different <laughs> our perspectives were and and it wasn't as well received as what we wanted it to amongst ourselves so that's where that's where it was that I brought to the to the table and I wanted us to consider oh yeah thanks my I to, to kind of circle back to some of the comments that Katie was saying around how it, you know, it was starting to feel stressful again. And we were like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like this ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> and 
as we started to unravel the conversation and everybody was kind of throwing in like what they were thinking, I noticed that we kind of kept coming back to these rules that we had established for ourselves. Um, and I think this is so critical to talk about because this can, this can cover any area of life. Well, we said, well, we were going to do it this way. Well, don't we have to do X and don't we have to do this? And I was like, guys, we don't, <laughs> we, we really don't. Like when you have something like this, where you're overseeing the project, you're behind everything. Like my Katie and I were at, we're production, we're editing. We, you know, we came up with the idea, like we can do things differently than what we may have initially planned. And so it's having that openness, I think, to saying, Hey, this, this is what we thought it was going to look like, but it doesn't have to. So then it was like giving us the freedom to talk through how things could look differently now and being open to that. And then I think a lot of it is like, you know, we have these full-time nine to fives, right? Like a lot of what we do is very structured. There are certain rules. So like you get wired a certain way. Well, things have to be like this. And then when you start to reflect, you're like, well, wait, they don't. And there's such freedom in that. And then the freedom created this space where we could talk through like, okay, well, let's try something different. And you know what? That might change in a month again. And it's okay, but we're going to keep showing up. We're going to keep showing up, whatever that looks like, but it just may look different. And so I love that we just gave ourselves the permission to do things differently. And that's what we needed. I mean, we, I definitely needed to hear Stacy say, we don't have to do it the way we initially defined it. We don't have to release an episode every so many days. We don't have to have it be X length. We don't have to do all these things. We have the ability to adjust this. And I think some of that, like Stacy is more entrepreneurial than Maya and I are. She has this ability and this vision to be okay working for herself. But I will only speak for me that I have only ever worked for someone else under someone else's rules, under someone else's structure. I feel okay doing that. But sometimes it makes the transition into being able to make all the all these choices for yourself a little bit harder. And then, yeah, so it just isn't my normal microcosm of life. And so it just makes it a little bit harder to, to transition to that. But I needed Stacy to tell me that we don't have to strive per, for perfection at the sacrifice of progress, but instead we can do things even if we don't think they're done perfectly. And that makes all of this so worth it. And you kind of get this fresh look at this passion project that you're doing, you've kind of, you've put all these self-regulated self, you know, like identified rules on you that are not necessary. And it was really a pivotal moment for me in this process. And, and what I loved about it though, was, I mean, you said it was, it was so freeing. And I feel like the reason it was so freeing was like, she even said in that time and, 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 and it's just so Stacey to say something like this, like, just do it messy. Like it doesn't have to be you know, within these constraints that we've clearly defined for ourselves, or we see that other people define for themselves when they're doing a podcast or when they're doing this or when they're doing that. And I think that's where it was freeing for me so much so where it, it allowed me to just completely change the way I was approaching things, even with my kids. Like when I give myself the freedom to do things messy, then I'm giving my kids the freedom to do things messy. I'm giving my husband the freedom, people around me. I have a little bit more it's almost, it gives you a little bit more compassion and understanding because it's like, oh, you just made a mistake. It's okay. Let's try again. Versus like, oh my goodness, what a mistake. How could you? 
And it's like when you live with a certain level of rigidity within yourself, you expect that in others. But then when you allow yourself to do things messy in the pursuit of progress, then it is freeing. And it also just makes you a more relatable and compassionate, I think, person to those around you. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about that, if you think about focusing more on the process of life, of whatever it is, instead of the end goal, because there is no end goal. So if you enjoy the process itself and are okay with doing the process messy, then that that makes life that much sweeter. And so kind of to put a bow on this right now, it's that we learned this big lesson, not necessarily the content of the lesson, but what we figured out from that is that there are things that we could control and things that we didn't need to, things that we could let go in order to make life better, in order to make our um, experience being femme collective and getting back to the passion that drove us to create this, this, this project and this podcast is like, we can let go of some of the things that we thought we needed to have in place in order to control the output, control the quality, control the you know design or the strategy of putting together a podcast and instead release that and just get back to being us and to you know having conversations among friends. And that was really successful for all of us. Stacy, anything to close it up? Yeah, I just wanted to add, I love how my two related it back to some other areas of our life, which I think is so important, but it's just, I think it's a, it's a good concept to just reflect on everything, every area of your life. Like, do I have to do things this way? Like, really, do I have to, or did I create this rule? Mm-hmm. And like filtering all that you do so that you can build this life that you enjoy. And I think the other thought that came up is this podcaster was interviewing all these successful people and they would find that at the end of reaching said goal, it was like, dang, I wish I would have enjoyed the actual process and journey more because I've arrived and it feels okay, but there was so much beauty in the process. And when you make these, these rigid self-imposed rules, you're going to stifle your creativity, especially if you want to do something like a podcast or a passion project, or you want to start a business if you make everything so rigid, you're going to limit how far you could go. So that's all I wanted to add. I love that. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening. We're so glad that you chose to come join us on this conversation. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us today please be sure to write a review and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Fem Collective Podcast, and we can continue the discussion by joining our Fem Collective Facebook group. Until next time.